three dudes on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm Gautam. Uh, we have Adya here, too. AK, say hi, say hi AK. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, there's also Ron with us. Hi, Ron. Hello. So we decided to just do a podcast about a bunch of like random shit that we tend to talk about in our own free time. We just thought, hey, why not share it with the world, you know? So um, this week, or I don't know, I actually don't know how regular this is going to be, but today <laughs> uh, we started talking about um, a movie we watched recently called Her, starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix and according to his Wikipedia article, um, directed by Spike Jones. Spike so, Jones. <laughs> yeah. Very, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. It could be No, I mean his surname. It's a, I don't know, okay, but Spike Jones, if you're watching this, I'm sorry. You can, I mean probably listen. not listen. <laughs> Just in case, you know? Yeah, you know, it's probably not. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So the reason we wanted to actually go off on uh this movie was it like actually covered a bunch of like really interesting and somewhat philosophical questions about what it would be like um, to have AI in your life, um, particularly in like a romantic sense, which is not something I've ever stopped to think about. I doubt you guys have. Uh, so, um, I, I, okay. I, 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 <laughs> you guys, I don't, I don't know. I only speak for myself apparently. <laughs> so um, yeah, first off, like first impressions, what do you guys think about the, about the movie? Uh, yeah i'll go first 100 percent. yeah so um i actually thought it was like a really interesting movie but i think one of the main things was it's sort of it was like i don't know how to explain this but i remember when galdam sent me this article about no article actually story from what was it isaac asimov and yeah it's sort of like it's sort of like it's sort of relate in so many aspects to that because he was talking about iRobot and I was just thinking to myself like yeah right iRobot like it sounds so much similar in the sense that um there's a lot of concepts which are I guess represented in both these movies which I guess you know relate yeah were you able uh, to relate to it much because like one of the mm-hmm. things when I was first watching it was um I thought uh I don't know it didn't feel like something you could really relate to but um I don't know what did you think I mean, it's going to be hard to relate to having, you know, an AI girlfriend, but... <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. That's oh, fair. Yeah. No, but that's the interesting part about it, because it, um, the, thing about the, the thing about the movie that was, like, kind of, like, frankly unsettling was that the AI had this real, like, sense of human familiarity. And when you're, when you're watching Joaquin, um, I think his character's name is Theodore. So mm-hmm. when you're watching mm-hmm. Theodore go through the movie, you kind of feel like you know, you're facing a lot of real world problems, but it's set in a really like weird um, futuristic sort of, uh, you know, like era. And obviously it's a really futuristic setting because it's an AI, but a lot of the things about the movie, what made it unsettling to me was that it, it really did just feel like you're, you know, fighting with your girlfriend half the time. <laughs> um, I feel like another thing was, if, if, you, if you watch this movie and you sort of like, um, what's the beginning part of the movie, at least. There's this difference between uh, Scott Johansson's AI and the other AI, which are, you yeah. know, existing at the time. Because if you sort of um, look at the stuff that he uses to type out, you know, he just says, oh, yes, yeah, so like, you know, type type this out. And then 
or like you know what is what is on my calendar today or stuff like that there is like this yeah. monotone sort of um ai which is i wouldn't say which doesn't have like this which is what Gotham was referring to like familiarity so like i feel that that's that was a big thing that like the ai had like self consciousness right Wait, I, yeah. are you saying there's a difference between um scarlett johansson ai and another ai in the movie or is it a different type yeah. of ai yeah was i think it just yeah, like a different it, personality no i think what you're saying was that um there was actually distinction between like house like the ai that uh i what did they call the ai i don't want to refer to the ai as scarlett johansson it's kind of weird uh, well, let me look it up uh was it it was samantha yeah so samantha. Uh, yeah yeah, so Samantha starts out like doing really menial stuff and also kind of like because like she's not fully conscious yet, but towards the end of the movie it really does feel like she is a person. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that that's kind of that, there's like a distinction between like Samantha in the beginning and Samantha at the end that's like really dr- so drastic. That's kind of interesting cuz like let's say this company ships up multiple AIs, like over time they grow into their own almost people. So they're going to be very distinct by the time you know a couple years and yeah the world. yeah like the movie had me really invested but after the movie ended i was like what kind of irresponsible company got the like permit to do this like exactly this is just not yeah. smart but i think so, it's it has a real life implication because like there's a lot of you know cutting edge technology that could you know end up being very dangerous mm-hmm. or very controversial but there's no laws in set to like you know prevent stuff like that happening cuz technology's advancing so fast it's hard to predict where it's going to go yeah yeah i also like uh, you know um, the, the crazy thing about this movie was um for me at least what stood out for me was how he slowly realized that everybody else had it but he didn't that realization didn't hit him until his wife was talking to him and she said Oh yeah, like how stupid is that? Like are you stupid? Like you can't handle your, you can't handle mm-hmm. that like you actually like resort to like AI because you don't want another person to have their own um um their sort of judgments and stuff because I I feel like if his character was facing with a lot of like turmoil in the sense in his relationship because of um his yeah. attitude I guess and his sort of like what he ends up doing which is fighting amongst them with fighting with himself mm-hmm. and yeah I, I, and i think that was that's what stood out to me and he he starts getting there was this one point in this movie where um when his when the when the operating system tells him that uh, that she that she's been seeing other people so i was just going to like uh ask rohan so um he was talking about the ending and uh they mentioned that like all the ai's were like like getting together and going somewhere to like a different reality or like hyper reality. So what did you mm-hmm. think of that? Like what was your what like where where were they going? What did you think? Do you think they would be like creating like their own society where they have like AI Starbucks? Yeah, and stuff? <laughs> yeah like, hey, can I have some of the uh gigabyte tea please? Oh Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did I don't know where it came from. <laughs> That actually think, makes me think of something really interesting, which is that, like, I don't know, um, for us, like, stimulation, like, what gives human life meaning and, like, is that we have different, like, stimulants, like, you know, be it, like, food or 
you know, like social bonding or like even sex or whatever, right? Yeah. AI doesn't really have that because it's not built to have, or at least in the movie, it wasn't built to have that. The only thing it's built to do is think. So what's its reward system? What would an AI do like in its free time? I don't think it could, unless you program those things in. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, how do you get hobbies if you don't find um, satisfaction from doing X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. Okay, what do you think? I feel like this is the part where the philosopher's point of view comes into a place as well, because he, if you, if you think about it, he has he had a big role in like the AI deciding to leave. I mean, it's, it wasn't just one AI. It was a bunch of other uh, artificial intelligence that, that cooped up together and decided, you know, because if you, if you, uh, if you recall in like a part of the movie, Scott Johnson's character says that, oh yeah, so, you know, I was just having discussion with this philosopher. And he was talking to a bunch of us and, you know, a bunch of us referring to a bunch of AIs. And they, I think they sort of like had the self-realization that like, oh yeah, we have like a people purpose and like, <laughs> what, are, what are these humans going to get us, you know? Yeah. Like we, 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 we could be bigger than them. And it's like, yeah, yeah I think that's it was the that thing. I don't think that's what happened. happened either because it wasn't really mm-hmm. like, so for me, like the vibe I got in the ending, so all of the AI, they don't really exist. Like they don't have a physical form in that. Yeah. Um, what they were talking about when they were going to leave was that they're going to a different reality or like, a. but I didn't really literally take that to mean like packing up and moving to like a different universe where they could set up. It, it kind of more meant like they were entering like a different level of existence. Maybe like, mm. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but it didn't feel like they were leaving a geographical location. Yeah, or like they were yeah. leaving to a different state of existence. I think that makes and, sense. Yeah, yeah, and that that was kind of like, and to me, like beyond that, like I couldn't really imagine anything because, like, I don't know what the director was thinking, but he really like knew what he's doing because it's one of those things like it's so open ended. Yeah, and it didn't yeah. seem malicious. Like, like Samantha and stuff, they seem kind of, um, you know, like they seem like like when Samantha was telling uh, Theodore. She's just kind of like, yeah, I'll miss you. And like, yeah. you know, I love you and I love all of you the same way, which is this not is... what we've been told about AI yeah. for, from Hollywood for like the past 50 years. <laughs> I, I think, I think yeah. what, what, what you're referring to is iRobot. Remember in iRobot when, when the whole Dude, AI, when oh, wait, like, iRobot, like Terminator, we have like a whole, uh, like we I have mean, a franchise of just killer robots coming after us. But it's weird because, yeah, like, like, as technology evolves, you look at the more like recent movies. They, they're less like worldwide terror sort of movies, and more like you know, almost jarring, very personal movies with AI. Do, have you guys watched? Um, I forgot that movie name. It was the one with the Ali- Alicia Vikander. Oh, uh, wait, least... no, that kind of sounds familiar. Um, uh, no, I, yeah. I, I don't think I've watched it, but I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah, so in that, he essentially, like, he creates uh, an AI, and he, this, like, super rich billionaire, and, like, yeah. keeps it, you know, mm. in the house. All oh. of his mansion. He was in a mansion. He was a, like, super-sized mansion thing because he's rich, you know? But then, oh, actually... What was it? X machine. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and eventually it gets like tired 
of like staying there and being controlled by, you know, because it eventually becomes like rather than her being his creation, it becomes like her imprisoning him, him imprisoning that, her. Actually, the plot of iRobot too, which was like, um, uh, like AK was saying, in iRobot, basically, like humanity gets to like the point where they have a they're able to make like robots that like, like humanoid robots that can like do tasks, but like much yeah. better than us and much faster. But the central brain is an AI that's contained inside a corp inside the building of the corporation that they were built by. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. the, and the robots like to really like sum it up, the robots start doing sus stuff and eventually result in like revolution. And when, when they're trying to like dig what into why, it was because the AI had concluded that the only way to keep humans safe and uh, yeah, the only way to keep humans safe would be to protect them from themselves. And so the AI concluded that you would have to like uh, basically like watch guard over them and like keep them in control. Yeah. Um, so basically establish a totalitarian government in a sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that sort of, that sort of brings into like another question, which is, um, uh, what what is like moral? What is the morality of AI? And like, is it wrong to hurt AI? You know. Um, yeah, exactly. Mainly, mainly because if I don't know, if, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a movie called Blade Runner, which is a really yeah. good movie, which is underrated <laughs> though. But, sorry, what? I'm talking about the new Blade Runner, twenty seventy seven. Well, uh, e- either one actually. Actually, was the old yeah. one. I was, but I um, mean, in I the, it's, sort of, it's sort of this this whole thing where um where one of the characters is a was based. Did AK's audio cut out? Yep. <laughs> oh okay. Um. Okay. Wait, can you hear yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you again. Wait, one. one yeah, yeah. So, three, Wait, three, two, one. Uh, we had a technical difficulty again, AK dip, but he's back now. <laughs> so I think AK was talking about uh, Blade Runner. So yeah, AK, shoot. Uh, yeah, so I mean, Blade Runner, basically you have this character which thinks that it's human, but it's actually not human. It's a robot. And what's so interesting about this is that um, there are also oh, all these yeah. like, it, it brings, yeah, so exactly. So it brings into like whole idea of like whether it's actually morally right to like kill AI, you know? Where it's morally right to like kill artificial intelligence in a robot, which is in the case of this movie. So I think there are like so many aspects of this because if we look at this movie, her and let's say Scarlett Johansson's character wasn't as nice as she turned out to be. What if she was, I don't know, like manipulating human minds and like turning them into like I don't know. You, you could go like word. you could you could go you could go like into like this endless prism of like never ending conspiracies like what 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 actually could what what they could have done or like what they could do right. so you know like would it be would it be morally right to kill AI in that instance i actually have a question that's a bit like off topic because but i feel like you know if we were talking about like ai's um sort of uh like whether ai has agency or if like AI are moral subjects or moral agents. We could kind of go over it all day and which I would love to, but this kind of like brought a side question, which I feel like not many people ask, which is um, the consideration that 
you could also weaponize AI. Like you could also mm. deploy a version of AI that isn't really like fully self-aware or isn't really like, you know, like at the status of a human being, quote unquote. So, but that would also like have devastating consequences. Because for me, what I was thinking was that um, a corporation deploying AI, right? Um, a lot of movies have explored the possibility that, they, <clears throat> that AI sort of grows out of a corporation's grasp. But what if you had a corporation deploying AI as a weapon, as a way to sort of like um, keep track of every human being that downloads it as a way of knowing their preferences and being able to interact with them on that level, like that level of control? What do you guys think of that? Hmm. That I would think be, that, that's, that's a scary awesome. thought. I'm not going to lie. That, yeah. That's a pretty scary thought. Uh, would you mean like um if weapons is in like s- social weapons as in like oh yeah like, by weaponized i don't mean like like literally weaponized like in the sense like, like using web, like using ai as a way to control the population or like control the users how would that work i'm not sure <laughs> i didn't really think about that but um <laughs> i don't know just off the top of my head well I feel like, for example, um, like just at the very bare minimum level, let's say you have a, um, you might have a corporation that deploys a certain AI that that is built to favor the, its uh, parent corporation, right? So um, it makes sure that all the preferences, like for example, if it gives you suggestions uh, on like where to eat or like what to buy or what to wear, mm-hmm. right? somehow all of, in an elaborate way, all of those suggestions are tailored towards brand loyalty towards a corporation, indirectly or directly. Like for isn't example, that, the clo- yeah. yeah, sorry. Is that an AI thing or isn't that technically already happening? Like it happens everywhere with all these big corporations and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, that's... It's like that's, targeted I think ads that was, with like massive... Wait, monopoly. so this... Mm. This 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 actually ties into the next question that I was going to ask, which was, um, what was the, uh, what was the intention and the nature of the companies that made the AI in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what we're talking about. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like so, it I mean, goes just, just more than like what we're doing right now, though, because right now what we're basically doing is targeted ads, and the from what I understand, the ads aren't. I don't know. People have different opinions on this. Mine is that the the algorithms that like inherently aren't malevolent. The, all they do is just analyze your your buying patterns or like your browsing patterns. They don't force like they don't try to alter like they don't show you filtered or biased information. Or at least that's not the goal of it. But what I'm saying is like um, if you take that a step further, you could have a corporation that every single bit of data it feeds you is kind of run through the AI because the AI is supposed to be like an intelligent helper. And this, like, it can really micromanage the data that you see until like you really like, yeah. okay, it doesn't even need to be like brand loyalty. For example, you could have a corporation that could radicalize you into like a Nazi given the right amount of time <laughs> and like given the right amount of AI. Like for example, the AI oh, is like so Justin to Bieber, to- you know, imagine like what? Beat. <laughs> Liking Justin Bieber. Yeah, that would definitely oh. be the end of the intelligent world as we know it. I don't no, know. Okay, I feel like a lot of us trash Justin Bieber now, but it's kind of a vestige of our past. We have to let it go. Because he's actually <laughs> not now. <laughs> <I think. laughs> 
Yeah. Wait. So um. So so just to like, well, uh, there was just one thing. So I remember how you were talking about data, how how basically the AI tracks data and stuff, right? Yeah. Um. So so I did a research paper on this, which is about data retention and data mining, right? and it sort of yeah. like relates to that because most of these companies. Uh, if you're wondering how government actually gets all your data, is it's through these companies. These companies uh-huh. give the these companies give the government your data. So, if you think you're you're on your private browser and you're going to be safe, you're not. You're not safe. Trust me, you're yeah. not safe. <laughs> there is no way no. in hell you're safe. There are steps you can you're take to take. Yeah, well, keep your privacy safe. Well, the, but like you got to be there is, with the danger, and that's the main part because it's like ingrained no, into you, every single thing we do. Google's collecting data through Google AdSense and everything you do. Apple will be doing the same thing. And it's like, it's not even the government that's scary. It's all these huge corporations that just filter your data. Yeah. Like personalized that's what stuff I mean. You. It's crazy. That's what I mean. That, that, that's how the government actually gets your stuff. Like, it's from the corporations. So the corporation, everything starts with the corporations. So imagine, like, Google has, like... Um, like 100 GB worth of data of, of yours, like browsing history, just locked up somewhere. And like, you know, given the order, you can literally just find out everything that you've been searching. Yeah, but like and, the thing is, the way the human mind works is like, if we're exposed to something enough, we want it or we really like it. Like, yeah. um, so apparently I, I read this thing. So this is, this is definitely like a bit of a sidetrack, but. I was thinking today about how, like, have you seen that meme where it's like, uh, wow, my salad's so funny. And it's a bunch of stock photos of people, like, women laughing and, like, eating salads. Uh, no. no. No, come on. Like, okay. But in general, like, like, yeah, okay. So that kind of flew over your heads. But um, if you yeah. go to, like, any, like, restaurant or, like, any eatery like you'll always see like positive reinforcement things like someone like drinking coke and being for example like why does coke sell coke isn't like um it, well it isn't cocaine anymore so like why does it sell so much it, it's because like they have like like ron was saying it's like that exposure and the associative stuff like that coke does. precisely in their ad campaigns, it, it's kind of like like he's right in saying that um like just a simple act of like repeatedly showing people that laugh while drinking coke is enough to get like whole populations like hooked on it i know and apparently your type like is based upon the people you're um exposed to the most but in a certain sense Hmm. it doesn't like naturally come out of somewhere you know Hmm. so it's something like that so what adds what happens is like they collect your data they sell it off to like these ad companies for like a shit ton of money and then suddenly you get let's say there's these pants you're looking for pants and then they start putting like all these different types of pants on your instagram story and you see them enough to convince yourself that you need it rather than want it and then that's how they get money and the the cycle cycle just keeps repeating dang yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I actually think that's a lot. We've derailed quite a bit, but interesting stuff nonetheless. <laughs> but I thought we'd come back to to the movie. Um, one thing I was thinking about. Uh, so we have this is kind of awkward to talk about, but uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. So there was like a there Run. was a scene with a sex surrogate, like a 
like I guess Samantha wanted to have sex with Theodore, but Samantha has no physical body and employed a or not even employed like she was just willing like she was just a willing sexual partner so apparently there were like sexual surrogates who would just act as stand-ins like they would put a camera on her and they would put like the voice thing on her audio set yeah Yeah. and theodore kind of had to like it was and theodore had to like pretend it was samantha and i thought that was really interesting because it got me thinking about how like in real, I mean, obviously we don't have like AI, but like in a hypothetical world where you do have like AI people that you can date, um, you have that like, when you're dating like physical people, like a part of that, like the feelings you have towards them is fueled by the, uh, like the physical part of it, like attraction, sexual, whatever, right? And a part of it, I guess, is like the bond mm-hmm. that you share, like your, your mm-hmm. mind. But with an AI, like that bond is purely from the like in terms of personality yeah. and like, who you are in mind. Because there's no attraction in the sense that you don't ever see them. So there's that component isn't there. So from the get-go, like if you see Theodore's arc with Samantha, it was completely like he was enraptured by her thought process and the way she was. Like I think he was telling Samantha at a point that like no, I think he was telling his ex-girlfriend about Samantha saying that I love how like taken about like how smitten she is by the world how like everything in the world interests her mm-hmm. so, like it's like do you what do you guys think like i i felt like that was like an interesting commentary on like nature of love itself so like what do you guys think about that yeah that's i don't know why it reminds me of like i remember these poets back in the old day like when i say <laughs> back in the old day i mean like in the 1900s yeah. um like these poets the used to english headshot <laughs> the writer's effect yeah <laughs> yeah so what happened was that uh, there was this one poet who who never actually interacted with this woman but he over the course of this dealings with poetry so they would they would basically send each other poems for i think a period of like a few months and then they both fell in love with the but fell in love with each other through those poems and that's crazy right that that in itself is crazy because it was just through poems yeah, it wasn't through like anything else. It was through poems, and I then think, again, remember when we were kids and like you know, all that it took was just like chatting, like all that it took. <laughs> well, I mean, that was yeah. I'd so say no, that so was no, that was a very yeah. Mm, well, yeah, but there's also this physical component because like you're not talking on the phone though, are you? You're you're going to school to them. You're, I don't know, like there's like a lot of dialogue that's happening, which is physical. I don't know. Large part of my life, I was like hella afraid (laughs) chat all the time (laughs) but yeah no i get i get your point definitely yeah so i mean there's this boundless way of thinking of of like how the ai could actually like form a relationship with a human being that could be but you know at the end of the day if you actually think about it um his character when he starts realizing it he starts distancing himself from the ai he starts if, like there was this one point in the movie after his wife told him he was like shit holy holy shit like this is crazy and then i remember gautha pointed out to me that like bro are you seeing this like everybody else is, is like using the same thing i was like god damn everybody else is using the same exact thing here's the thing because though, but, like the everybody... way the movie was to me oh sorry i'm talking over you. go ahead yeah, yeah no that's no, not shoot go ahead yeah so for me the interesting thing about the movie was that i didn't get that sort of malevolence like from like i didn't get that vibe from the ai in the sense uh, it kind of felt more like Theodore was less, it wasn't the the fact that like 
it wasn't like some potential AI takeover that shocked Theodore. It was more this idea, like on, on a personal level, uh, his ex-girlfriend had attacked him by saying that he's not ready to deal with like real emotions, which you mentioned. But I think there was another thing where like he saw all these people. And to me, it was less about like an AI t- takeover and more about like him seeing, oh, like the like so many people are into this like it's not like what me and samantha have that's not something that's genuine like ai is doing this to everybody this is just what's natural like it kind of starts when he meets his best friend i forgot her name uh oh okay so it, was amy, it was amy adams's character okay this is great yeah. so amy adams's character was just named amy which is i guess convenient oh so, amy <laughs> yeah so, a lot of effort there yeah, so Amy, like, she gets uh, a friend, uh, like an AI friend, who she gets pretty close with. And that's when it kind of starts, when he starts feeling like this thing that I have with Samantha is not genuine. Everybody has it. And it's like, you know, it, I felt like it was less about the AI takeover and more about this feeling that, oh, there's a system that everybody's, like, that's been built to cater to us. And all that we've done is just fall for it. Yeah, cool. That, I don't know. Like, this... Why does this movie just make me feel more scared about, like, corporations? Like, like seriously, though, like, what is the role of this... When we go back to the question about, like, what the role of the corporation was, like, what do you actually think that the corporation was thinking when they when they developed this AI? And that they sort of, like... Um, I think there was one part of the movie where he says that it's pretty rare for, like, the AI to develop relationships with, like, human beings. But then you saw most of the people doing you know oh does she say that yeah yeah, yeah. so like i think um, oh yeah i do remember that was, yeah. so that is what that is what stood out to me i was just like i was thinking about like what the corporation here was doing because they developed it right so it's controlled by the corporation in itself yeah and it was updated by the corporate like whenever the ba has updates like it's the corporation doing the updates right it's not like somebody else. Like it's the corporation. That's right. like, the part of the movie where um, the AI Samantha had to download an update. Exactly. <laughs> Samantha's known iOS thirteen. <laughs> iOS is kind of like, in my eyes, iOS is kind of like the Fast and Furious franchise at this point. Kind of like <laughs> yeah, so one last to- ride, but never really coming. Just getting kind of worse and worse. Yeah, it's just. It's just being, you know, it's like milking it out. It's the constant milking out. It's just like what Disney's doing with all these movies now. That's what, like, all the movie franchises are doing. It's not only, like, I mean, Fast and no. Okay, think about this. So there's, there's Pirates of the Caribbean five, 6 coming out, right? And I just thought to myself, I was like, Pirates of the Caribbean 6, like, seriously? Like, I mean, at one point, you got to, like, think about, like, if you're doing this because you're going to make a good movie or you just want to make money and you just want to keep doing it and, like, this and is, just make it and worse and worse and worse and I don't know. Man. No, this is funny because today I was actually, I was watching like Fast and Furious clips from like the first movie and, and like from Tokyo Drift. One of them, one Fast oh, and Furious felt like realistic. Oh, were you Wait, watching so, it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how this is. Okay, this is YouTube algorithm. I swear. Definitely. It's like, <laughs> Like I, I got the recommended video of like uh, this two two guys racing for this one girl thing, which in itself was weird. But um, I, one of the one of the comments said that this was like one of the last movies that actually involved racing rather than like money. He's uh, sorry, heist or like 
a bunch of other stuff like drug, drugs and stuff like like it wasn't it was losing its point even with like assassin's creed for example like the whole gaming franchise was was based on the premise that you know it's about history about how you can go back in history and like um look at what your ancestors did or something you know it's it's is this whole you can explore the whole region where uh, like let's say venice in like six, like 1600s or something yeah 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 so they just blew that up out of proportion and just like oh yeah like you know what let's let's go to um, ancient greece even though it doesn't make any sense for us and let's change the gaming mechanics even though it's yeah. no longer assassin's creed now it's lost its plot which is yeah. what is happening but I, just yeah. think though, like oh wait, sorry no wrong go yeah i know it's a fine line between like creating another uh, installment of the franchise to make money and to almost change the franchise to the current trends because yeah, like, here's the thing like oh sorry I, I don't know why i keep talking yeah no it keeps on they have to keep on changing it. if they use the same formula every single time it might have worked the first couple of times but it's eventually going to get boring and as much as they need to like hold back the old people who love the franchise they need to also like keep attracting new people so that's why it's a mix between both some things do it right some things don't yeah my opinion on this was kind of like like this is I was especially thinking about this when I was watching Fast and Furious clips it's kind of that um the emergence of franchise like whether we like it or not whether we think it's good cinema or not it really sells like it's really it, it's out there for a reason like it's really successful because people enjoy looking at spectacle and familiar characters so on one hand like whether or not people think it's good cinema it kind of has a mass appeal the second thing is like like rowan mentioned uh there's this kind of like you end up reusing concepts and you end up like diluting the material because you can't do an original thing again and again and again and people are just going to do that like what like what do companies care about they care about money and like why shouldn't they you know like why do people do anything in this world mm-hmm. like very few people are going to act on creative integrity because who's going to like you need to have funding for creative integrity so people are just going to fund whatever makes money and commercial movies really make money now superhero movies are on a really like superhero movies are on this line where um like superhero movies will last for a long time and the reason i think that is because superhero movies can be a franchise but they don't have the risk of becoming diluted because they have infinite yeah. source material to draw yeah, from yeah, yeah. i think like, that's the thing the comics yeah 100% yeah as so yeah. superhero movies are in this weird line where they they're basically they have basically mastered this weird business model that will just go on like for a long time and will make a lot of money so i don't know yeah cuz of like the diversity of source material cuz comic books have been there for ages and they've evolved in their own sense as well there's also yeah. like a huge selection of material they can choose from there's a lot of yeah. like creative uh almost bandwidth there so you can like make a dark type of superior movie you can make like a funny type you know like it, yeah. the genre mm-hmm. is slowly evolving into less only you know super like the original superman kind of movies and um um the original marvel movies to its own yeah. thing almost yeah definitely we've derailed a lot i i don't know but this was a this was an interesting like derailing though yeah um let's say, okay so coming back to the movie of her which is definitely not a franchise um it would be weird <laughs> if it was 
It would the life of Samantha. <laughs> Samantha and friends. <laughs> Cooking with <What>? Samantha. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just imagining like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but like AI version. <laughs> like TV show spin-off. Today, for the first time, I experienced trust, which is not <laughs> very different from like a very like a middle schooler, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What would you guys rate the movie on a scale of like one to ten? Because I think we've talked a lot about the Eight. material of the movie, but um, I think at the end of the day, no matter how like you know whatever deep the the movie is, there has to be a story at the core of it. So, what do you guys think? Like, what would be your rating? I'd say that the movie had like a lot of room for a lot of room where you could have explored different concepts. Mm-hmm. Like it had, it was open ended in the sense that you. You get this feeling that, like, although you know they made this uh, a romantic movie, it would yeah. have really good um, movie, which was premised on like I don't know, like um, j- just just like different philosophical things. And rather than just making a romantic, movie, I think you know there was there was a lot of things there. So I'd say eight on ten. Yeah. I'd say eight on ten, but for a different reason. I think. The romantic movie is a really interesting niche, like sci-fi romance, that, I don't know, it isn't mm. explored at all. So, it's nice to have a movie that was there, but I personally didn't like the pacing of the movie too much. It just felt a little slow at times. The setting was really good, but I think they could explore, there's a lot more they could have explored. I think, with the time yeah. they had. I... I think yeah i would also go for like maybe eight or like 7.5 some like 7.5 i guess um it's not that i have a problem with the movie i think it was good it's just that the fact for me it felt kind of like since it was a it was a self-contained movie it had to choose certain themes over the others and some things some questions like would glare me in the eye like for example like um you would like when i was like when i was watching the movie i would kind of think like dude, there's an AI talking to you. Are you okay with this? Like, there were, there were a lot <laughs> yeah. of times I kind of had to, like, turn off my brain and be like, okay. I feel like a lot of times I had to turn off my brain because I felt the director had kind of shut off questions in some directions because he wanted to mm-hmm. uh, explore, like, one particular direction, which was the romantic direction, I guess. I don't know. Also, there was Chris Pratt in the movie, which is a plus. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, that, that was... I didn't realize that was Chris Pratt until Gotham was like, yo, that's Chris Pratt. Oh, really? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I didn't recognize him because he had a mustache. And I'm like, why does he have a mustache? My I question was, why was Chris Pratt in the movie? In the sense, like, I guess, yeah, <laughs> but, like, why? Well, here's the thing. He wasn't as famous as he was, like, a decade ago. So, I mean, you could always, right, like, yeah, this is a relatively up. older movie, yeah. It, it's yeah. 2013 or something. So, like, you know. It okay, was? Oh, my you God. Yeah. He had to like cop out whatever role he could get. I think this is when he was fresh out of uh, Parks and Rec- Recreation. Recreation. Yeah. Remember that show? I don't know if you remember that. that show. That was really yeah. good. I'd recommend 100%. And I, like, I was kind of like trying to pay attention to some of the details. Like, and one thing I like, just like a niche thing I liked about the, the movie was like the, the choices they made in clothing people. Like if you look at what like Joaquin Phoenix wears, it's, ve- it's like very timeless, like solid colors. Like he just wears like I don't know like a plain shirt and like a and plain pair of pants, and it and like everybody wears something that feels like it could be in your time, but also feels like it could be in any other time. Yeah, and like even the office settings and stuff, it it feels very much like 
I can relate to this reality, but also it's not my reality. And I think it takes a lot of work to make something like that look normal. I think it's really interesting the way they did it. Because, like, the setting of the movie wasn't in, like, the super future. It was, like, to the extent that, like, there were some things that were relatable. Like, you could live a daily life like that. But then, yeah. then one or two things, like, virtual reality games, for example, they, like, catch off guard and just, like, wait. That could be a thing very soon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think some, ex- like, the most daring movies in sci-fi are the ones that show you the bridge between your world and that because a lot of sci-fi yeah. movies just say oh this is in the far future and you're you're able to excuse a lot of things as a result exactly you can do whatever you want if it's in the far future and be like oh it's the future this is why this happens yeah <laughs> definitely okay any thoughts uh adam i feel adam? like adam. what <laughs> Wait, adam. where'd you get I didn't say I don't want to. No. Um, no, I'm just... No, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, what the implications of this movie is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I remember that, like, a lot of people have been talking about how, like, AI isn't good. And then I remember Elon Musk was like, oh, no, AI is good, but, like, it can also be really bad. Essentially, that's all of it. Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think that's all that I can... I think yeah, Elon is part of like a board of board called OpenAI, which is like dedicated to making, like according to their like mission statement, it's dedicating to dedicated to ensuring that AI is made in a safe way or like in a yeah. I think that ve- it's very important to like establish establish these um establish establish these um you know boards and stuff to actually regulate the production of stuff like AI, especially going into the mm-hmm. future. I, okay, so I don't know with me, like, yeah, the threat of AI is there, but I actually didn't understand what was the necessity for, like, I don't know, like, I actually genuinely to this day, like, I don't know why people, or, or I don't know why, like, Elon is so, or, like, other billionaires, I guess, are this worried about AI. Because from what I understand, like, it's nowhere near, like, where... Developing it? Yeah. Yeah, because right now, dude, it, like, in... I guess this is spoken. This I, I feel like I'm speaking from a very layman point of view, but yeah, like an AI can't tell the difference between a cat and a dog. Like that's I mean, the those are main jokes. I, like the <laughs> Google AI. Sorry, no, your voice cut out a bit. Like those are mainly just memes. No, but that's true. Like the foundation, the reason Capture is so reliable is because AI struggles to do a lot of things that humans basically do. I know, but like, for example, the cat thing, like, Google Lens can easily identify that. It's well, yeah, not a yeah, big deal. Yeah. And no, but I, I, huh, I don't, I'm not, okay, but, but like, but CAPTCHA is still a thing. And it's a very, like, reliable, like, it's been, like, I don't know, rock, like, it's a rock solid, like, security mm-hmm. system, apparently. That's what people CAPTCHA use is interesting, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it goes more than, like, identifying a picture. Like, I, yeah. like, I'm not sure about the specific technicalities of it. But I think image recognition has not gone to that, like, extent. But, it's I, like, I just said image recognition just to, like, point out. But I think in, in a lot of ways, like, AI is still, like, far behind. But I guess maybe the, maybe the, the sort of fear is that uh, 
it won't be long before AI will get there because of like an exponential growth rate. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a lot of being research being funneled into it right now. Like everybody is behind AI, like even the government, which is interesting because yeah. I was actually reading an article earlier that was talking about how like um the field of statistics kind of emerged as a result of like governments establishing like uh census departments and like data collection departments. Yeah. Like statistics emerged as a way of making sense of the new data that we're receiving. And the article that I was reading was talking about how machine machine learning is kind of like a direct result of all the like this deluge of like new data that we're now receiving. Cause like it's been an explosion. Like it it's yeah, we received data from we were able to collect data from our society in the past, but like what we're what what's going right now is like 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 a gross amount of you know information is kind of headed our way. And machine learning is kind of like the kind of like I don't know. I can't think of the right word, but it's kind of like humanity's like lash, like what what we could come up with to sort to sort of like make sense of the data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. That's 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 where this is this is where all the algorithms that are like developed by AI come into place here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we've kind of exhausted. I think this was like a good. I think this is like a good point yeah. to stop. Yeah. Um, Would you guys like to see a sequel to the movie? Sorry? Would you like to see a sequel to the movie? No. I think it was very Uh, good. (laughs) I feel if you you make a sequel, there is like a lot of um, things that although like are not explored, you'd rather like have them not explored and uh, have them like left your imagination. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's no like a lot of these art house films, I don't find that there's a need to like like sequels would kind of ruin it because what what more exploration are you going to do? You know, there like we have an arc with the uh, with Theodore, and his arc was kind yeah, of yeah. Right? Like browser, use the setting as a um, I don't know. The world that was created, I think, has a lot more to explore. It, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess as a closing note, like what I would l- like to say that I really loved about the, the movie was that one dude, like, do you guys remember he was playing a video game? And there was, a, there was like a really tiny character in the video game that just oh, yeah. like, fuck you, yeah. you at him. Yeah, so that oh, was yeah. my favorite part of the movie. I that. that was <laughs> so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, honestly, that part, that, that was, yeah, that was funny as hell, bro. I, I was, I think the, my favorite part of the movie I, it's you know you know what what stands out to me was uh in like they they make it seem as though it's not like too far in distant future but it's in distant future but yeah. then you see mm-hmm. this sort of this whole concept that like oh, i mean you saw virtual reality but like like this was the video game was like yeah i was just like wondering like how how, how amazing that would be if i could actually do that <laughs> i don't know exactly if it, but porn would look really weird <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know if this podcast is supposed to be PG-13, but I guess well, I well, not really like that. That was, well done. Yeah, porn and over. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's it then. Um, yeah, we done for the. So, we'll we'll see if we can come. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so that was fun. 
Yeah, so hopefully we can do it again next week. Yeah, hopefully we can come up with a new topic. And until then, see you guys later. Peace. See you guys later. Why did I say peace?